0: two mamosas hope you have your friends and your drinks nearby you're here with Kristen, talia oh, yeah. and we're here to talk all things mom okay so we'll start with our anti-racist work and then we'll jump into this week's subject so i finally finished white rage by carol mm. anderson and it was really good i know i've talked about it a couple times but it's just a really worthwhile read because like for me when people would say well slavery was so long ago what does that have to do with now Like I kind of under, like that for me kind of made sense. Like, yeah, I guess like slavery doesn't exist now. So why are we still concerned about it? But now that I've read this book, like I definitely, it's been very eye-opening. Like I understand a lot more why what happened then is so relevant to all of the laws and treatments of people now. Like it's still very relevant. It's still tied in. And it just sort of made that connection for me. So I think it's a really important book to read, whether you didn't understand like me or you still understand that it's all tied together. I thought it was a great book. And I'm starting a new book and I've been having a couple conversations just sort of in the streets with people. (laughs) (laughs) Kristen takes to the streets. (laughs) Nothing like aggressive, just trying to be open to what other people are saying and also obviously standing up and saying like, no, that's a pretty racist way of thinking. Let's be clear about that. Um, so that's what I'm working on right now. How about you?
1: So, uh, with teaching our first unit in language arts is all about government. And one of our first stories that we read is all about winning the right to vote. And it talks about different, um, different, groups of people and when they were able to achieve the right to vote and usually we read it and we talk a little bit about it and then it's like okay moving on but like to uh this week this past week when i read it with my students i really tried to delve more into this idea of like you know there's this whole paragraph about african americans you know that there's the Civil War and slavery ends and there's the 15th Amendment and black people, black men get the right to vote. But in some states, they're still putting this ban on it that like people can't vote. And we kind of read it, you know, in the past I've read it and I've said like, oh, that's not very fair. But like this time I was like, let's talk a little bit about that. You know, does anybody know? You know, it just says African-Americans were freed, but it doesn't say slavery. And so I said, what does that mean? Like, what do you, what do you guys think that means? And my one group, I have one group, uh, my morning group is a little bit larger and they're a little bit more chatty. And I had one student that said, well, weren't they slaves? And I said, yeah, what is slavery? Like, let's talk about it. What did slavery, what did that mean? And a lot of kids really didn't know. And in my afternoon group, nobody, or at least nobody copped to admitting that they knew what slavery was. And we talked about the Civil War and what the Civil War meant. And then we talked about, you know, suppressing people's rights to vote. And I said, you know, in some places, that's still happening. You know, there are some places now where people are trying to keep certain groups of people from voting, mostly people of color, mostly, you know, African-Americans. And, you know, and what what do we think about that? And so we just kind of started talking a little bit about that, which was a very interesting conversation because they're all at home. So like, I know when Skye's on her Zoom, like Todd's like sitting like out of frame, but he's like right there, you know, and she's in kinder. So it's a little bit different than third grade, but I do know that I have a couple of parents like, cause I'll see them like in and out of, you know, frame or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, man, this is kind of a uh, risky topic to talk about with kids, you know, whatever their I mean, obviously, their parents aren't talking about it, because people don't know, you know, what slavery is. And like, maybe they don't know about voter suppression. And they don't, you know, know, necessarily that people are treated differently based on the color of their skin. But so, but it felt good to kind of have that conversation. And I mean, so far, I haven't gotten any hate mail or anything for it. So, I'm going to say we'll take it as a win, but we have another two weeks of this unit and like next, this upcoming week, we're talking all about rights and stuff like that. And there's, you know, women's rights with Alice Paul, who was a suffragette. And then we have Rosa Parks and MLK and Cesar Chavez. And, you know, so I'm like really kind of like gearing up for like, okay, like these are going to be some interesting conversations. And it's a lot of me directing. I mean for those of you who have kids that are doing online learning or if you're a teacher yourself or you've heard in the streets maybe you talked to Kristen you saw her in the streets and she was like talking to you about it like it definitely is different to have a conversation on zoom versus in person it's I feel like I was telling another teacher I said I feel like I'm doing so much more talking than I do in the classroom but it's because I have one hour to like pack it all in like a six hour day in one hour. And then you have like, you know, these situations where it's, you know, a kid raises their hand and it's like, okay, go ahead and unmute yourself and tell us. We, we can't hear you. You have to, you got to unmute yourself. Yeah. Oh, oh you weren't muted. Okay. You're, you're muted again. Okay. Seven. Great. Thank you. The answer is seven. I mean, it's just like, it takes that long and it's like, Ah! you know you're just like biting your cheeks like oh my god so anyway so it feels more of like this like sprint like every day for like you know I have two sessions where I teach an hour and I teach the same thing twice but it's like it just feels like this sprint to get everything done I give myself 30 minutes for language arts 30 minutes for math and then it's like you know we got to move on and I have all this content to cover but I still felt that it was really important to Even though it took us like an additional 10 plus minutes, it felt like a really good opportunity to just introduce that and to talk a little bit more about, you know, inequities and stuff like that and things that we're still seeing today. You know, and I, we talked about, there's this whole thing about campaigns and elections. And I said, you know, you're seeing, you're probably seeing a lot of that now because we have a big election coming up in, in November, you know, we have a presidential election and the one kid raises his hand and he goes, my mom's riding with Biden. And I was like, awesome.
0: <laughs> it's also good that you're opening the conversation for them to have with their parents. Cause I do feel like a lot of parents are like, well, they're not asking. So they must not, it must not be on their mind. About a lot of subjects. I mean, not just this, but I do think a lot of times as parents, we kind of sit back and wait for kids to come to us just fine. So this sort of just gives them the ammunition of like, hey, mom, in school today, we were talking about when black people were enslaved. I don't understand. Why would somebody do that? Like, And then they can sort of yeah. have the conversation, but the parent can still direct it in the way that they see fit for their family. It also does feel crazy to think about that you have to worry about getting like backlash about that. I mean, I know you do, like, I definitely understand that you do, but it it feels so crazy that that's the case.
1: I think a lot of people think of it as me putting my, like, political views or political agenda on the young, you know, minds of tomorrow, and they're so susceptible to, you know, they're just you know, these delicate little sponges. And it's like, but yeah, but I mean, they should be learning about this. This is part of our history.
0: Well, and it just goes back to the point of like, human rights isn't political. Like, why are we debating it? It's not political. Humans should have rights.
1: Yeah, and everyone agrees though in that regard. I mean, for the most part, unless you're, you know. An
0: all lives matter person.
1: But even still, but like people can admit like, do people deserve rights? Yeah. Do people deserve not to be shot in the streets? Yeah. Like, I mean, everybody can say yes to that, but it's like, okay, but show that with your actions. I think also people think of slavery and like voter suppression as to be a very mature topic. But we have learned like you and I have learned, for example, that you can start talking to your kids about stuff like this at a very early age and exposing them to it. And then as they get older, It's just the it's a scaffold for building in more mature conversation. But just because they're my students are eight, it doesn't mean that they're not ready to hear that slavery happened. You know,
0: they're also already hearing all this stuff. I I mean, whether we as their parents are telling them or not, they're hearing some version of these things. Do you know what I mean? Like some Mm -hmm. parents are talking to their kids about it and those kids are going into school and talking about it. So like if you want to be the one to control the narrative, again, like you just might want to get ahead of the curve on that and talk early. All right. So let's get into our topic for today. Okay. Okay. So we thought we would talk about, or obviously a week late on this as always, because I I have no concept of a calendar at this point. You're obviously very busy actually (laughs) working. So we're going to talk about 9-11. And we thought we'd talk about... Kind of where we were when it happened and and like kind of what we were going through, how we felt. And I'm interested because I know you're a little bit older than me. So like at this point in life, like that's th- that is a big difference, you know, like our point in life. But at the point in life we were in, that's mm-hmm. a big difference. But I'm also curious because I grew up. I mean, I could get to New York City in three hours, mm-hmm. you know, so like for me, like it was a big impact. And so I'm curious for you, like you're on the West Coast, the time difference, like all of it. I, I'm just curious well, how then it impacted you. New York. Yeah, later 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 well after yeah. I mean, it happened
1: I'm...
0: right <laughs> still
1: but that's still like you know might make a difference let's see okay so I was a senior in high school okay when 9 11
0: happened oh that's not I don't know why I thought you were like three or four years older okay sorry
1: well because you were what a freshman sophomore sophomore yeah
0: for some reason I was picturing you already in college
1: in the senior uh living community I was already in assisted living <laughs> you had your ARP. To... <laughs> So, okay. So I was a senior in high school. I remember waking up that morning and I don't, my, my parents, I mean, my mom got the newspaper every day of my life. Like I, she always had the newspaper, but for whatever reason, she either hadn't read the paper or it probably wasn't in the paper. No, it wouldn't have been Although, in the
0: paper. So the morning, I'm talking like the morning of nine 11. Yeah, so it wasn't in the paper and
1: she didn't watch the news on TV. So nobody knew what had happened in my house. Okay. And I got up, got dressed, went outside, and I used to walk with this uh, neighbor to school. We lived like three blocks away from the high school. So I was waiting outside for him and he came up and we're walking and he said, Hey, did you hear what happened? I said, No. And he said, there was a plane that hit the two towers. And I went, what are the two towers? Like, I didn't even know what it was. Sure. And then so he's explaining it to me. And I was like, oh, wow, that's horrible. Wow. OK, that sucks. And then I got to school and every single class that day, we had the like TV on the rolly cart. Every class, we were just watching the news like the whole day. Like everybody was watching the news. Teachers were crying. Like, and I just remember like being like, I knew that it was bad, but it didn't really like necessarily hit as hard at that point. And then I remember coming home and my mom at that point had known about it and we talked a little bit about it. But again, like it just like I feel like when I was older, like as the anniversaries came and hit, like it was a little bit more intense. And I remember my my mom's husband's son. And that's what we're going to refer to him as was in Australia and it's his birthday. So nine his birthday.
0: I've always wondered how hard that must be to have a nine eleven birthday.
1: So that's his birthday. And he was in Australia, you know, and everybody. So, okay. And I can actually, so Todd was in, he was a sophomore.
0: That's right. Because he's definitely in like assisted living by now. Yeah. Todd,
1: Todd's basically dead. I mean, so he was in Peru his junior year of college. And I obviously didn't know him then, but he flew out from St. Louis to Peru on nine, 10, 2001. So then they arrived in Peru and everybody was like asking. So he remembers everybody asking, Oh my gosh, did you know somebody that was there? Did you know somebody that died? No, then get over it. Stuff happens in our country all the time. That's horrible. he was like, okay. I mean, you know, that was kind of I mean, he was in a very rural, like poverty stricken area. So but that's what he remembers. Yeah. So it's fun. I almost like remember his memory better than mine. But I do remember walking to school and my friend telling me and then watching the news all day. And it was just like a repeat of like, here's the planes hitting the tower. Here's the explosion in the streets. Here's people like covered in ash and, you know, like people like just crying and stuff like that. It was, I mean, I remember that being very intense.
0: Okay, so I was in algebra class. I was so- I was a sophomore in high school and I was in my algebra class and I remember, so we used to have like this little TV. I mean, it's really funny to think about 2001, but we had like these tiny TVs in the corner that showed, like, some news show, like, some, like, school-made news show on Fridays. Like, that was the only purpose for the TVs. Anyway, so our teacher, he was in the middle of teaching. He was one of the teachers that kids, like, sort of joked with. He was a coach, I think, or something like that. Anyway, so he got called out by the principal, like, just to step in the hallway, and everyone was like, ooh, you know, and he was like, ah. So he came back in. He, like, didn't say anything, but then he turned the TV on, and so we were watching it, and so now like we're on East Coast time. So the first plane hit and then we have the TV on and we're watching it. We watched the second plane hit live. I mean, we don't we had no idea what was going on. Like we just knew, you know, they were saying terrorist attack and you can just hear like on the news. But it was the same thing like in every class except for gym class. We basically like sat there and watched the news on TV. And then mm-hmm. I remember like a lot of. You know, when you're a sophomore in high school or really like any high school age, and you're sort of like making speculations about things that you have absolutely no clue about. And so I remember people being like, oh, it's the Chinese. And I just remember being like, I mean, I guess like I have no knowledge. Like, I don't know who would attack us because I don't know anything about the world. So I have no idea. Yeah. So I was just like, sure, maybe that's what happened. Like, I I don't know. So I remember like those conversations happening a lot. But then also at the t- so first of all again we were 3 hours from New York. So there were a couple kids who's like look, nobody's parents worked in New York, but they might travel there. It would be like someone like traveling to LA or San Diego for business. Sure. So some of the so there were a couple kids who were kind of like, "Oh, uh, what's going on? Like are my parents okay?" So my dad lived in Pennsylvania at the time and he worked there and there was the plane that cra- went down in Pennsylvania and like all we knew is there were people on the plane and they died. Like we had no idea where it crashed. Like I-, I just didn't know anything about it. So I remember being like really panicked about that. I remember like we watched news and then we got home and I just like went home and turned on the news and I called my mom and I was like, should I be freaking out? Like I- I'm like really freaking out right now. And she's like, no, like dad's fine. There's nothing to freak out about.
1: They were already divorced at that point.
0: No. So my dad, he worked in Pennsylvania on the weekend and then he would take a flight home or sorry, he worked during the week and fly home on weekends. Got it. Okay. So he, she was like, he's fine. Like the, there's nothing wrong. Like, I'm sure I called him first and I couldn't get a hold of him. So I called my mom. But yeah, I just remember sitting there and like watching the TV, like the whole time after school, which I never did. Like I was never someone who like watched the news. Like that was just never my thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do with myself right now? Like, I just, I remember thinking, like, I can't go outside and play. Like, I just don't know how to, like, go outside and play right now. That feels really weird. Whereas normally I would have been out, like, bike riding or something. I remember the next day I was dating this loser. And I was sitting at the lunch <laughs> If you're
1: listening, <laughs> you're a loser. Yeah,
0: feel free to walk into oncoming traffic. So I was sitting at a lunch table. <laughs> with some friends in this clown and I was like I'm gonna donate blood I mean that seems like I don't know what else I'm supposed to do right now but I feel like I have to do something so I'm gonna at least donate blood and clown city was like well what's the point the people who need blood like already have it it's not going to be helpful and so I was just like okay so then I I don't know like I, I remember that sticking out as like such a awful like what are you just what an awful person those are like those are the highlights of what I remember and then I also remember I think it was the night of 9-11, but it could have been the next night, a family member called, like this is it. I, I, I was like, I want to make sure I include this part because I don't want this to be like really whitewashed. Right. But I do remember like, obviously like we all felt really scared and there was like a kind of like a unity of people coming together. But we also had a family member call and they were in Boston, like at a riot. Like people were like flipping cars over and like rioting. So it's like, okay, that's not really productive. You know, like, just to sort of tie it into everyone's, like, really worried about these peaceful protests that have, like, a 6% incident rate of, it's probably a little higher than that, but, like, pretty low incident rate of, of rioting. But it's, like, that's exactly how we reacted when there was an attack on our land. I'm not justifying it, but I just think it's worth noting, like, that also did happen in that moment.
1: It's funny that you mentioned something about, like, people saying, like, oh, terrorist attack, because I remember hearing that, too, as a kid and being like, what does that mean? What's a what's a terrorist? What's a terrorist attack? And now I feel like it's such a more commonly used because of 9-11. I think, you know, now it's something that's more commonly heard or used or people understand what that means. But I remember hearing that as, you know, a senior and just thinking, I don't know what you're talking about. Terrorist? What's a terrorist?
0: Yeah, and imagine now, like I'm sure like a seventh grader now is like, oh, I'm not sure what slavery is, but terrorism definitely I've heard of.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's definitely kind of made this like switch in our society and what we have educated people on is, you know, a lot of people now know what terrorism is. Right. Versus
0: that. I I also remember there being a lot of, racist comments towards islamic people like that is something i also really remember happening in our school at the time with adults as well not teachers but like adults around us and children around us
1: yeah i remember comments being made go back to your country like all these like you're a terrorist you're gonna blow us up you know watch out they're gonna blow us up blah blah blah
0: yeah just a lot of craziness but i do remember i mean i remember I definitely remember feeling really scared of like not knowing because I also remember like I had a family member in Boston and I was like, is anything going to happen there? Like, we're watching this live attack on a major Uh city. Is that going to happen to another major city? So I remember feeling like really scared about that.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and then I think it also was just something that was very hard to process because, you know, I remember thinking, well wars are happening all the time but wars aren't happening here scary things happen but they don't happen here yeah you know and so that was kind of like a more come to the realism of oh no it's happening here in our country and it's across the country so there was still for me that like sort not disconnect but like sort of like oh it's over there like it's not here it's 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 here, but it's not, like, on top of me here. Like, it's over there, but it's still happening.
0: It was probably less likely that you would have known somebody. Like, at that age, you're 18. Oh, yeah. No, less likely you would 17, have... 17, yeah. Yeah. No clue. Yeah.
1: Well, and like I said, like, I wouldn't have even known if my friend hadn't told me on the way to school. I would have gotten to school. Like, I'm sure a lot of kids did. A lot of kids arrived to school, and they're in first period, and they're like, oh, sweet, a movie. What the heck are we watching? Yeah. Yeah. why is everyone crying like what's going on
0: yeah I think that was also surreal too like as a 15 year old trying to process all these big feelings that you obviously don't understand and also seeing like the teachers around you feeling terrified and confused Mm -hmm. like that I can't you know that I'm sure that also added into the fear of the day because Well, the teachers obviously have no idea what's going on. Like, they're also seeing this live. Like, they're also watching the building collapse live. There's no way for them to, like, prepare for how to, like, react to that.
1: Yeah, and how to support their students. I mean, as a teacher, that is something that you're always thinking about in the back of your brain is, okay, how are my students going to respond to this? How are they going to react to this? What can I say to them? How can I help them? How can I support them? And when it's happening live... I mean, I can only imagine, like, I don't know, I mean, high school, it feels appropriate and fine to be watching the news all day and watching this, like, I wonder what was happening in elementary schools, and even middle schools, like, I wonder if teachers wanted to watch and see what was going on, but then it's like, you know, I can't imagine, like, You know, me right now, if this situation had happened and I'm teaching third grade, I can't imagine saying to my students, "Okay, we're going to stop what we're doing and we're going to watch the news because it's scary. Like, I think that's really something very scary. And there's there'd be a lot of questions, a lot of concerns, and it just doesn't feel like it would be necessarily appropriate or or like a good it just I don't know. But I can imagine that teachers wanting to watch, wanting to see what's happening or like, what are people saying? What are people doing? What's happening in the world?
0: Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine as a teacher how distracted you would be thinking, okay, a plane just flew into one of the World Trade Centers. Okay, guys, three plus three is six. Like, making that transition from, like, one box to another in your brain. Yeah, I'd be curious. I should
1: find out from, uh, you know, somebody who's been teaching longer than I, who who
0: taught elementary school, who teaches elementary school, what they did. I'd be curious about that. Yeah. I mean, it just, I, I just remember the teacher. I don't remember a lot of crying. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. I
1: remember one teacher crying, but she also... I think was going through a divorce and cried. I mean, I remember her reading great Gatsby out loud to us and like sitting on her stool and like crying. So she just cried a lot.
0: I did have a teacher. I think she was a college teacher. Uh, But I remember there was a book we were reading. I don't know what book it was. But she she was like, I read it with my students every year and I weep every year that I read it.
1: You're like, oh, brother. (laughs) But I loved that
0: she was like, so honest about it. Like, look, I'm just I'm somebody who cries about these things.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just letting you know, I'm gonna cry. So please don't judge me. Or judge me. I don't care. I'm still crying.
0: I don't remember any people or teachers crying, which, again, like they, I'm sure there were. But also to think about, again, like there were probably teachers whose spouses or college age kids were in New York at the time.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: And people, you know, again, as a sophomore in high school, a lot of people have older siblings, like they probably had siblings going to college in New York. Like, I just I, I, I feel like it was like very impactful because we were far enough away that we were like, OK, we're OK, we're safe, but also close enough that like everybody knew somebody that was pretty close to there.
1: I know somebody who was in the Coast Guard who was working at Ground Zero nine, on 9-11 and she's a teacher now. And she and her husband were both there and he has major PTSD from it like 19 years later. I'm sure. And she and she has all kinds of like medical issues. And there's like all these there are doctors now in New York that specialize in side effects from 9-11. Like there's all kinds of like crazy, crazy things that have happened to people or, you know, different ailments or illnesses that they got just from like being
0: there i mean that makes sense
1: she's a little bit older she's like she's probably she was probably like maybe in her early 20s so she was young
0: yeah which is also scary like not that it's not scary to be in your 30s but just thinking or your 40s or whatever but just thinking about being like in your early 20s oh i'm i like am in college or i just finished college and then like this Mm -hmm. crazy event happens and it like I mean it's gonna affect your whole life either way, but just to like have that happen so early in your life.
1: Well, I don't know if you've seen it. I've seen it a couple of times. There's a video that somebody made from I think it's like their dorm room or something. And it's like a couple of college kids and they're sitting there and they're like, you know, pretend they're like they have like mugs and they're probably drinking beer although it's early in the morning so who knows what they're drinking but they have beer steins and they have like yellow liquid in it and they're like it's apple juice ha ha, ha ha and then all of a sudden like the camera goes to when the first tower falls and they're just like oh my god and they're like close and then like this big like thing of smoke comes and they're like, close the windows close the windows and i'm like oh my god that must have been terrifying like imagine being in college and you're like you know, hanging out with your friends. And then you look out the window, and it's like the black smoke monster is like coming to consume your building. And like, you're watching something just like fall, like a plane hit and like fall down. And it's terrifying. So I mean, I've seen that video. I mean, it it resurfaces every year, like for the anniversary of 911. Like I'm sure other people have seen it too, but very scary.
0: Yeah. And also like the I always think about the people who called from the airplane like those messages kill me oh every yeah time. I, we went yeah. i went to the museum i don't think it was fully built but they basically had a thing where there were like rec- like the actual recordings and just like actual stuff from the day and i remember i i like i'm not really much of a cryer, but i definitely was like pretty choked up in there just like hearing those messages and also like for me thinking about the people who are like, screw it, we're going down anyway. Like, let's, let's just take these idiots out. Like, I just feel like that takes so much gumption. Yeah, I know that.
1: And then, I don't know about you, but, like, when I get into that, like, deep state of, like, thinking, I always think, God, what would I do in that situation? And I guess you
0: never know until you're
1: actually in it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I always like to think that I would be somebody – I always like to think that I'd be a helper, but I think, like, deep down I know I would be like, "Uh, see ya.
1: But I guess, like, (laughs) in
0: that situation, like, what do you What do you have to lose? Yeah. Like, if you're going down anyway –
1: you're already going to die anyway. Oh, my God. But you know what was really sad? Somebody posted an article about the kids that died in the planes. That that got me. Yeah. Because one of them, there were, like, there was I didn't know this, but there was a, a trip, like, a sixth grade social studies class or something. There were, like, six or seven kids. They like, 11 or 12 or something. And they were going with their teacher. And I was like, oh, my God. Like... I can't even imagine. Yeah, it's pretty. Like, and then there were like little kids, like little, little kids. Like there was like a two-year-old that was like flying with her mom. They were going to Disneyland. I mean, like their plan was to go to Disneyland. I mean, it was just awful.
0: Yeah, that's, that is crazy. The other thing that I read that I thought was a good point is, you know, we're going through COVID right now and we're all kind of like, when are we going to get back to normal or like what's normal going to be? will we ever have normal back and obviously to some extent probably not like what we you, are used to for normal is I, I don't think we'll ever like a hundred percent go back to that
1: which mm-hmm. to
0: some extent is fine but this person had said a lot of us remember which I remember this going to a gate before nine eleven. like you could go with yeah. your family to the gate
1: yeah we used to walk my grandma all the way up to like the doors before she got on the plane. My mom one time walked her all the way onto the plane to her seat and like like got her situated and then got off the plane and like walked back to her car.
0: Yeah, I used to fly alone when I was younger and somebody would walk me to the gate like all the way to the gate and then the flight attendant would get me. And I, th- I think maybe you can still do that. I'm not sure. If you're a minor
1: probably but like now like if you're like if pat were to take you to the airport right like he could walk you all the way to the gate
0: right and so the point was like a lot of people remember that like i remember that i remember be, like being picked up at the gate and i remember like picking people up at the gate yeah and like you can't do that anymore but our life isn't worse for it like there's still like we're fine like we all remember yeah. what that used to be like and we're all fine
1: yeah. Now you meet somebody at baggage claim, or they call you when they're done with baggage claim, and you just pull up with your Nate the Great Poudini sign. And That's just right. Pick everybody up. And... It is, the, I, you know, that was something that I remember my mom being affected by, because that was something that was, like, really, like, important to her. Like, even when we would go to the airport after 9-11, like, you know, I remember Todd, Todd's family was like, oh, just... We'll call and then just, you know, come from wherever you are, wherever you're stationed and just pull up and like, we'll hop in. My mom was always like, we're parking, we're meeting you at baggage claim. Like, that's what's happening. And, and I still do that. I remember when Todd was in, he went to Morocco when we had first started dating and I was supposed to pick him up and he's like, I'll call you when I'm done with baggage claim. And I parked and I met him at baggage claim and stuff like that. I was like, it's just like, I don't know But I and I remember meeting people at the gate, like standing at the gate waiting for my grandma and like her getting off the plane and just being right there. I mean, it's, you know, obviously, yes. Is our life horrible because of it? No, but it was a huge adjustment for my family. And then like security. Remember how like more intense airport security got?
0: I guess my point is, I am sure that that first year or two felt awful. Like it felt really earth shattering for a lot of us, like going through security felt crazy. It felt awful. Like, why is it so bad now? Also like just losing that ability to go to the gate, to say goodbye to someone, watch them from the window or like to greet someone at the gate it felt really overwhelming and like impossible to cope with. But now we're 19 years past it. And it's like, Oh, that's right. We used to go to the gate. Do you remember going to the gate? You know, like it's like, it felt so hard at the time, but actually like our life hasn't been negatively impacted that much.
1: Oh, that's right. I used to be able to pack a 32 bottle, 32 ounce bottle of herbal essence in my carry on, but I can't anymore. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> remember that. <laughs> Well, I think you're right. I I, I think, you know, in relation to COVID, I think there's going to be some things and who knows what they're going to be. But there will be things that won't ever go back to the way they were pre COVID. And I think there will be adjustments and things that people do. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be people that, you know, continue to wear masks places.
0: I mean, if you look at other countries who have had respiratory epidemics in the past, they still wear masks. Yeah. Especially if they are sick or not sure if they're sick. They always wear them in right. public. So it's not crazy. I mean, some countries still wear them from the flu epidemic back in 1918. Obviously, we're not one of those countries.
1: We are not. But that's a whole other topic.
0: Anyway, that's our super uplifting chat about 9-11. Woo! We just, I don't know, I was, I was just thinking about it this year on 9-11. I was like, we should actually talk about this. I don't know why we didn't think about it. I have a hard time thinking about it until the day of though.
1: Yeah. Well, Todd reminded me of it. And then, you know, at dinner on Friday night, he was like, oh, it's 9-11. And I said, oh, yeah, it is. And I know a lot of teachers do a big thing, you know, never forget 9-11, blah, 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 and stuff like that. And it's always so interesting because I always think, should I do something? Should I do something for my students? And it is a part of our history, you know, it will forever be part of American history. Yeah.
0: I guess so. like on December 7th, do you do something about Pearl Harbor?
1: No, not usually.
0: But I'm sure you talk about it in the course of history.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, our our history texts are all about like California history and like local history and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it's something that they learn about. And I know that like I've had kids before in the past that'll say like Miss tavern it's nine eleven, and I'll say, oh yeah, you know, and like their families obviously talk about it, and yeah, it's like, what do you know? Um, there was a plane that hit somewhere I don't know in New York
0: like okay okay yeah well that's the other thing too again like you're at, like for a little kid for like a third grader like the concept between like something happening in new york to like here is the same for them as like happening in spain to here like there's no it's just like yeah. it's so far removed from where they are well in
1: a lot of kids i mean like even at third grade don't even i mean when you ask them where do you live ventura okay do you know what state you live in some kids still don't know Okay. And, like, if you say, like, there's 50 states, can you name any of the other states? Like, a lot of kids don't know. Oh, that's like So when you say, like, New York, they're like, what? Who?
0: <laughs> I guess that's one leg up that military kids have. They're, like, used to moving. So they're, like, they get oh, pretty, yeah. like, Nate had his map out for our whole drive across the country. And he would point to each state as we were going through it. Sweet. Yeah.
1: I'll never forget. I had one kid and I said, all right, so we're going to talk about like, you know, blah, 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 our state, California. And he's like, our state's Ventura. And I said, no, our, our city is Ventura. We live in the city that we live in. is called Ventura. We live in the state of California. uh our state is Ventura. And I said, listen, we're not going to have this debate. (laughs) You are wrong.
0: (laughs) It's also a weird concept. I I can understand how a kid is confused between like my city and my state, you know? Yeah. Maybe not.
1: I mean, you think it's like, okay, I live in Ventura, California in the United States in the world. I mean, it's just like, it's like, I was like trying to explain like narrowing it down, you know, it's like, okay, you live on a, in a house. Your house is on a street. Your Are street... you reading
0: them? Me and my map, me on my map. I mean, I apparently I needed to for that one. That's exactly how it's broken down. This is my room. This is me in my room. This is a map of my room. This is a map of my house. This is me in my room and my house. Like it breaks it down like exactly like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that usually like kids can relate to of like, okay, this is my city. You know, this is my, this is my street in my city. This is my, my house on my street in my city. This is my
0: state. It's just a hard concept because like, do you you know how like in some other countries it's like and then there's provinces and i'm like what's a province i mean like i just i, ha- I haven't experienced it so i don't understand the difference between like is that like a city or is it like a county yeah. like i don't know how to <laughs> understand it because it doesn't understand into like the box that i have of like how it works
1: when a lot of kids it's just you know i live i live here well where is here it is here i am here here i am Right. this spot right where I stand alright
0: okay, <laughs> right, well we'll wrap it up for this week share your stories with us if you'd like to uh, where you were on nine eleven, you can email us at mamosespodcasts at com or DM us on social media Talia will not see it because she doesn't check our social media
1: but I do check our email so if you want to reach me you can email us <laughs> that's right <laughs> Kristen okay. doesn't check the email oh unless you tell me we have something yeah unless I tell you we have an email all right. and the same you tell me if we have a message so it all works out <laughs> ok bye <laughs> bye